Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talk FX. I am excited to be back with you guys. I hope that uh, all of you had a wonderful Easter weekend, however it may have looked for you. Um, it was such nice weather in the Seattle area. Uh, we were expected to have rain, but then it ended up um, being sunny the whole weekend. And that was just, oh, it was so nice. <laughs> um, as I'm sure so many of you know, Seattle doesn't get that much sun. So it was just really um really great. And so, um, I am so excited about this week's episode. And I know I probably say that about every, um, episode, but it's true. (laughs) I am really excited because last week, um, some really exciting news was released. Um, and I'm sure so many of you know what I'm going to talk about, but, um, for those of you that might not know, um, The FMR1 gene that causes Fragile X syndrome uh, was recently renamed. Um, And (laughs) I can't tell you how exciting that was as somebody who is a um, full mutation female Fragile X carrier. Um, And I'm sure it was just exciting news to hear as parents, as advocates, as um, self-advocates, full mutation carriers, pre-mutation carriers, all of you out there, um, I'm sure that this was just exciting news um, for you as it was for me. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to kind of dive into things. So um, the European Fragile X Network, the EFXN, um, recently released the news that the FMR1 gene, um, was going to be renamed to Fragile X Messenger Ribonucleoprotein 1. Um, and you know, when I first read that, I think I had to say the word ribonucleoprotein several times, (laughs) um, before I could get it right. But, um, this is just so exciting because, For those of you that um, are probably aware, and maybe some of you aren't aware, but the FMR1 gene used to stand for mental retardation, um, which, you know, was named that back in 1991 when the gene was discovered. Um, So, you know, um, just to give some background information, um, when this... uh, uh, gene had first came out, the use of the word retarded was not as sensitive as it is today. Um, you know, it's, it's been since 1991. So, um, it has been a while. Um, it has been 31 years since, you know, the, um, FMR1 gene was named mental retardation. And so, to just, you know, put it into perspective, uh, 
in 31 years, the, you know, um, the sensitivity of the R word has, has certainly changed. You know, it's become a more controversial, uh, word to use when you, when describing someone with, uh, cognitive or behavioral, uh, learning challenges. And, you know, it, it has also become, um, more of a word with a negative connotation to it. And, you know, there's some families listening that maybe are okay with that word. And I'm not here to judge you, um, at all because, you know, that's just not my place. But, um, I've created this platform in order to, uh, not only share resources, but also to share my heart, um, and to share, you know, my thoughts and feelings as well, and to allow this platform for other people to share their thoughts and feelings, um, as it pertains to Fragile X and just the, you know, special needs community in general. And, um, whether I agree with, um, the thoughts of those that I have on this podcast or not, um, is, is fine. And so I just want to share, you know, that, um, before I dive too deep into things that, I don't use the word retarded lightly at all. Um, In this context, I'm only using it to explain what the FMR1 gene used to stand for. Um, Because like I said, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings around the use of the word when describing Fragile X or autism or, you know, even Down syndrome or all the other cognitive or in-behavioral learning challenges. I, again, am not here to judge anyone. Um, There's certainly, like I said, a lot of opinions around the verbiage that's used when talking about the special needs community. Um, It's, you know, even even some people feel like um, the use of the word disability um, is, is not preferred and rather saying difference of ability or a delay. And so I try to be careful with my uh, verbiage in that regard as well because I think it's important to um, be respectful of my listeners and to uh, do my best not to use verbiage intentionally that, you know, is more so um, not cared for by others. And so um, I just think it's important to share that, you know, I'm not using these words lightly. I'm I'm simply just um, using them to describe kind of uh, what's going on with the uh, name change of the FMR1 gene. So um, I hope that that makes sense and I hope you hear my heart. So um, just thank you for kind of listening to that uh, part. I felt it was really important to share. So um, moving forward, uh, like I was saying, you know, it's been 30 plus years since the FMR1 gene was named. So, you know, when you think about it, um, so much uh, research has happened, so much progress has happened in the understanding of the Fragile X uh, gene. And so the fact that it's being renamed now is so exciting. Um, And like I said, the European Fragile X Network was the one that uh, came out with the information about the renaming of uh, the FMR1 gene to Fragile X Messenger Ribonuclear Protein 1. Um, And that is so exciting because, you know, it, I think, 
is important to have a more uh, factual and appropriate uh, gene name that is more descriptive of the function of Fragile X. And so, you know, now that we know that female full mutation carriers, just like myself, are not always affected by the cognitive and behavioral aspects of Fragile X. Um, Now that we know that, it's not uh, factual to call the FMR1 gene by mental retardation because not everyone is affected by that aspect that has Fragile X, including myself, like I've, I've shared. I am a female full mutation carrier as well. Um, But also, I don't think it's an appropriate um, terminology to be used even when describing those that are affected by the uh, cognitive and behavioral um, learning challenges um, of Fragile X as well. Um, If you've ever looked up the dictionary definition of retarded, there's two there's two definitions that pop up in the in the dictionary, and the first is less advanced in mental, physical, or social development than is usual for one's age. The second um, definition is very foolish or stupid. And let's just stop right there for a second. The first uh, definition might sound, you know, somewhat, you know, okay or factual, but uh, I'm more getting at not only the second definition, but also just the way that the word sounds. I cannot imagine um, having, as someone who has, you know, a cousin with full mutation, fragile X syndrome, um, who is affected by those cognitive and behavioral learning challenges of it, I can't imagine someone just saying to his face that he's retarded, especially since you know, individuals with fragile X tend to have repetitive tendencies. And I don't think I could ever desire my cousin, you know, repeating that word or calling himself by that word. Um, the thought of it just saddens me, honestly, because that the word just has a ne- too much of a negative sound to it. Um, and like I said, too, from a factual standpoint, it's just not a proper um, definition of the word or, or of fragile X syndrome and really what the FMR1 gene is about, especially, you know, with all of the, um, advancements in, uh, in research that we've had. Um, it's just, it's different, um, than, than what we knew back in 1991. (laughs) Um, so to, to break down a little bit what the Fragile X Messenger Ribonuclear Protein 1, um, is broken down into is, it is the protein that's encoded by the gene that binds RNA and is, is, is associated with poly polysomos, or sorry, I can't talk. (laughs) Um, And it is a part of uh, the expansion of the repeats in the CGG repeats that causes Fragile X syndrome. So that is where they're getting messenger ribonucleoprotein 1 from. Um, It's the expansion of the trionucleotide repeat that uh, causes um, 
fragile X syndrome um, because we know that anything over um, uh, a certain number of repeats is considered full mutation fragile X syndrome. Um, it's also, excuse me, um, it's also part of uh, the expansion that uh, can cause uh, the um, the. Uh, I'm sorry, my I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Um, it's also part of the expansion that may also cause, um, the, uh, premature ovarian, uh, failure, the, the, um, the, uh, in premutation carriers that normally have the, um, pre, uh, mutation of, um, oh my gosh, FXPOI, sorry, <laughs> early menopause, essentially. So, um, and it was right in front of my face too. And I still apparently couldn't get the words out. So um, thank you for bearing with me through that moment. <laughs> um, but yes, that is where um, they get the uh, ribonucleoprotein one from. And to learn more about it, um, you can go to Fraxa, uh, Fraxa's website, um, fraxa.org, or you can go to the National Fragile X Foundation's website as well. Um, FragileX.org. Um, but, you know, when I when I read sort of the breakdown of what um, the new name FragileX Messenger Ribonucleoprotein 1 stands for, that doesn't say anything about, you know, the, the definition of, you know, the word retarded. It does not. It simply... Um, is the word is the official you know full name of the fmr1 gene that is associated with like i said those cgg repeats that either um, cause premutation or full mutation fragile x syndrome and so to know that you know that's where the new name comes from um that just seems so much more factual to me and it makes more sense to me than using um mental retardation um because this this new name gets more at the understanding of how fragile x is determined in the first place from a genetic standpoint and i think that that is really cool um and so I just wanted to point that out real quick and also point out that um, that I think that that new name really moves us away from um, the focus of, you know, the, the uh, connotation that comes with mental retardation. I really am excited about how this is going to move us away from that connotation of not only fragile X, but autism um, and all the other, you know, developmental and uh, behavioral learning challenges as well. Um, and so I hope that, you know, that kind of uh, makes sense as to why so many people in the Fragile X community are excited about this name change um, and just understanding that uh, the purpose of the European Fragile X Network was to just um, move away from that because it was really time for a, a new name. It really, it really was. <laughs> um, as you know, it's been 30 plus years. So um, I would say it's time. <laughs> um, 
And so I think that it's uh, important to also share that I truly believe it's our responsibility moving forward as advocates, whether you're a parent, um, a full mutation carrier, pre-mutation carrier, self-advocate, um, family member of, you know, uh, someone that you know that's uh, affected by Fragile X or a friend or a coworker, uh, whomever. It is important moving forward to inform our children's doctors, educators, um, whomever else works with your child, um, who your family members, your friends, coworkers, um, to educate them on this positive change in the FMR1 gene so that we can continue to uh, encourage moving away from the negative connotations of that word mental retardation and have a more appropriate gene name that is more descriptive of its function rather than negative. Um, and I think that it doesn't just stop with this announcement. It, it, it just can't. Um, the, we need to take this uh, incredible opportunity and run with it and share the exciting news about um, the, the name change and, and just how this explains Fragile X in a more appropriate and factual way, um, especially as it, you know, um, especially as it pertains to females who have the full mutation of Fragile X, um, because like it says on the Fraxa uh, website, um, Discovered in 1991, the gene responsible for Fragile X was named Fragile X Mental Retardation 1. The challenge with this description, in addition to the stigma around the language, is that many individuals with full mutation Fragile X do not have cognitive impairment. In fact, most females have normal uh normal intelligence. And so understanding that the negative association and stigma that goes with these words that the EFXN, the European Fragile X Network, um, began to work to update the Fragile X terminology in 2001. Um, and that is just so exciting. And you can also read about um, what the Fragile X uh, experts like Dr. Rondi Hagerman, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Barry Kravis, um, Katie Clapp, um, what all of those Fragile X experts had to say about this uh, name change and just how they truly feel that um, this is going to move us away from the negative connotations of Fragile X and move us more towards that uh, appropriate verbiage um, and in just a more um, appropriate description of the function of the fmr1 gene so um, i just encourage you please just share these resources with your friends your family members your educators um, and by educators i mean like um, the para educators that might be working with your uh, children or um, their primary teacher even as it relates to um their pediatrician, um, their their primary care physician, whomever. Um, it's important for them to know this uh, this uh, new information um, and to just 
help um, everyone in the special needs community uh, understand what this uh, means for us moving forward. Um, and so I, I'm just really excited. This really means to, a lot to me as a female full mutation carrier. And just as somebody who, you know, like I said, has a, um, has a cousin with full mutation fragile X that, um, you know, I love and care about so much and I, he is my best friend. And, um, just to know that these positive changes are being made, um, is just, is, it's so exciting. And I'm really grateful for, uh, everything that, uh, the fragile X community has done to just, um, move forward, not only the research, of Fragile X, but the understanding of uh, Fragile X as well. So I just want to um, thank the, the um, Fragile X community for one thing, just all of you families and, and parents and advocates that are, are sharing your excitement about this news and making sure that um, more and more people are aware of this news. Um, but I'm also so thankful to the European Fragile X Network that um, has worked towards this change. Um, and also just all of the Fragile X specialists, like I mentioned, uh, Dr. Rondi Hagerman and Dr. Elizabeth Barry Kravis and Katie Clapp, um, all of the Fragile X experts that have just shared their excitement as well in, in regards to this name change. And um, I just thank you so, so much for being a part of, um, this exciting step forward. So, um, that is all I had for you guys today. I hope that you, uh, understood just my heart, um, behind this and just, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm so, so excited about, uh, everything moving forward. And I hope that each and every one of you will share, uh, this information, this very important information with, um, the necessary people. So, um, have a great week, everyone, and we'll be back soon. for tuning in to Talk FX. We hope you've left this episode feeling encouraged and knowing you're not alone on this journey with Fragile X. It is our mission to provide resources, support, and encouragement to our listeners. Whether you are a mom of Fragile X children, a self-advocate, or a full mutation carrier, this podcast is for you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Talk Fragile X. You can tune in to the latest episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Thank you.